Hey there, disgorgeous listeners, vixens as we call you. Uh, thanks for tuning in to uh, episode three, uh, our first episode with a guest, Dan Pucci. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram, um, at Dan Pucci, easy to remember. Uh, just a heads up about recording quality, uh, we're getting used to recording with a third microphone. That was a lot to figure out, and so there's some hiss, and we apologize. Um, but you can still hear everything, um, we still swear, there are, um, some things to learn, but not too much to learn, because we're not nerds. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening, uh, we'll be back, just the two of us, next week, uh, with another episode, um, and please enjoy the history of American wine, as told by Dan Pucci. I um, hey. So normally we take a while to admit that this is a wine podcast, but we have a guest here today, so I figure we might as well um, introduce ourselves early. Um, so hi, this is a wine podcast. Um, it's called Disgorgeous. Um, I'm uh, John McCarroll. Everyone calls me Duck. You don't have to do that, but people do call me Duck. I'm Kevin. I'm the dumb one. I'm Dan Pucci. Yeah, you main. Now, um, we didn't tell you our number one rule, which is um, you can't sell anybody any wine on this podcast. Oh, I don't sell wine. Okay, good. Just making sure. Um, <laughs> boy, that was that sounded. <laughs> I don't sell wine. Um, but um, tell, I tell have us, a real job. People like. Tell me. us what you're doing. I don't have a real job. I, what do you I, do? I'm a restaurant consultant Ooh. in operations. Uh, so I help manage restaurants and train management staffs and um, help people run their business better and smarter. Cool. And I also do a bunch of, like, cider stuff, too. Cider? Yeah. Well, tell me about this cider thing. We, were, we had your books <laughs> no, we're to not talk about, about at wine, but it's made of apples? It's made of apples, mm. and it's also a, a wine, wine-like wine product in some capacity. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Yeah, can you give well, no one else information is on cider? <laughs> no <one wants> <laughs> How many hours, would you say, of Disgorges have you listened to, like, this week alone? Uh, it's been about, what, 45 seconds? Okay. That's <laughs> wicked cool. And your thoughts so far? <laughs> Uh, I'm enjoying very much of it. <laughs> Who's your favorite character of um, the the? I do um, an Italian guy impression. Um, we, we have Kermit Lynch as Kermit the Frog. I'm Kermit Lynch. Oh, that's pretty good. I'm yeah. Kermit, Kermit, Kermit Lynch the Frog. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, well, let's uh, we'll do a little clink over here. Uh, welcome to Discordious. Thank you, guys. Our first guest. Mm. So. Um, my coaster stuck to my glass. <laughs> so Ooh, the point of the podcast I want to talk about today is kind of like about uh, the history, the history and trials of American wine, why we drink wine in America. Okay. Um, the idea here is that like w- drinking wine, in our culture is pretty new, mm-hmm. um, and that we I brought some wines that we drink today, our parents drank before us, and then. Um, our parent wines are our grandparents drank before that. I thought this when you told us this concept or this idea that you wanted to do, it, it immediately struck me because my parents are in the restaurant industry and whenever I talk to my dad who hasn't drank alcohol in like twenty years, a recovering alcoholic, but still sells it. Nice. He's so uh, he always wants to tell me about the way it used to be, like the way they used to make wine lists in the 80s. Which, which is that? You had like your categories you had to fill, but like any white wine from California, he said they just called it all Chablis. Like he was like, that's bad. He had all this like weird stuff, and I'm like, I don't know if that's how it ha- works anymore. Uh, but it's really this like fascinating, like, well, yeah, window they used... into the past of how people talked about wine. Yeah, it's very much about like uh, generic terms like that, yeah. or in like, um, they would talk about like everything was sha- everything was shabby everything was like either shabby riesling or sauterne depending right. on it was like light and dry light and sweet or like full and dry, or full and sweet Eesh. and like that was basically the rule of it and it was like you got like claret which was like light and soft and right. you got like burgundy which was a little bit hardier mm. and you got like a oh, hearty burgundy like the ones in France yeah <laughs> yeah hearty <laughs> hearty burgundies known for their thickosity yeah um, I grew up in a um, uh, an upstate um, Irish American home, so there was like gallons of um, Fortissimo. Um, no, is white Zinfandel from Bully Hill, mm. um, and I believe it had a goat on the label, like a Technicolor goat. Some great Finger Lakes wine there. Is it good? Finger, 
No, not really. Okay. Boy, <laughs> it's okay, they're not listening. Tell us how you feel. Um, the uh, Taylor family started that stuff in the 70s, mm-hmm. and because he used to own um, Taylor Wineco, which was bought by Coca-Cola oh, in okay. the 60s, and they, they basically like took the Finger Lakes wines, and they made Finger Lakes wine, and they started supplementing out with all the California, with all the California I can't imagine. Stuff. I actually was brought a bottle of Taylor wine today, but I couldn't find one. Uh, Where did I, you find... Um, we'll, we'll actually we'll, we'll save that question for later. There, there's something on the table that looks like um, like the worst thing that's going to happen to it's, my mouth. You would actually be surprised. This is probably the second worst thing I have. Oh, oh man, the second worst thing to happen to your mouth today. Yeah, this wine, this first wine is not going to get as drunk, and that's a problem. Can you tell us about what this first wine is? And you yeah. finished your first glass. I that did. is good. God damn, you guys are. We're nervous. It's our first guest. It's 11.3 alcohol. Come on. It's, oh, you can't get drunk off this. So this is um, Bloomer Creek. This is my kind of like postmodern wines okay. of, of where the American wine is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the wine that we drink today. So this is uh, Bloomer Creek's uh, Auten, Auten Vineyard's uh, Second Harvest Clone 10 Riesling from 2013. So uh, natural producer up in the Finger Lakes. Um, this is their second harvest, their second pass through for Riesling 2013, which is a pretty... Uh, cool year up there. Uh, and this is all varietal Clone 10, which is a um, cl- clone of racing that originates in California. Yeah. So it's a bit lower acid and kind of more aromatic variety mm-hmm. than some of the German ones. Uh, I think it's called like Martinelli's clone or something like that. But it's right. a it's a it's a unique uh, clone of racing native to California. Uh, and so I think it's interesting here. You have awesome labeling. We have very specific place place names. We have a vineyard site, um, which is. On Cayuga um, Lake, and they tell us the exact clone, which I, literally no one, no, no one does, does that. that yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Th- th- this year they made two, they made I think two clones of they made clone three, two nine three, uh, two two three nine, and clone ten Riesling. Oh, okay. I could, the same vineyard yeah. site, same processing, but just different clones of it. See how it tastes. And they released both of them. They released both of them. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, have you uh, have you done a clone by clone tasting? Uh, with them I have, but not like. I, can't, I don't know any other any other people who make Riesling at least is, in this country. Who is, the, is the premise here that like a California clone would inherently do better in New York because it's in no? Nope, it was strictly it was strictly perfect. like um, my question is that they're strictly just like buying things and seeing what would work. Yeah. Just business, strictly ex- experimenting and seeing how they perform differently. I think they said it, it grows fairly differently. It has different uh, the clusters hang better. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit easier and simpler to grow but, than I mean, the, the German varieties. I feel like a German variety would, would do better in um, the Finger Lakes just because of um, how fucked up and cold it is there. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, this is this is interesting. Um, I don't know if it's it's screaming Riesling to me. Just um, there there is a no. Noticeable, it's kind of low acid actually. Noticeable yeah, lack the of acid. Not really like there. I mean, it has that sort of petroly nose thing. Mm-hmm. It's very aromatic. Like, yeah, the like the deflated basketball mm-hmm. scent I always think of. Um, Riesling tastes like your mouth right before you throw up sometimes. Uh-huh. Like a, I, I would say like a, like a uh, I would call it like bile, which I describe as like um, it's after morning vomit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like it's like oh, I didn't throw up recently. But I think yeah. about like six hours ago, I definitely like ate some pizza and threw up. The yeah, weird yeah, thing yeah. is, I fucking not, love not, Riesling. Not in the bad, not in a bad way. Just like in a way, like I had. Not, it's not like, like, like oh, that's a really bad flavor. Note. Like that was great. I had a fucking awesome time last night. I like this one. Um, I have a hard time with Finger Lakes Rieslings in a lot of ways. Because um, they're usually very underripe and yeah. I, watery. I, I don't know if it's what Riesling wants. Like, I, I, I feel like um, it's so much of a treat a mean, keep them keen kind of grape. And I think Riesling wants more stone and more sharpness. And a lot of times at Finger Lakes... I don't get, like, the, I don't get, like, the crazy zing I want. Um, and, but I'm, I, I, I'm a Mosul boy through and through. And it's, like, it's just not... But, I don't know, this is extremely well done, I think. There you go. And this is, this is I, I do love, the, I mean, I like this wine. Um, the, do you like American wine? Like, you suggested yeah. this topic. Yeah, I, I, love, I love American wine. Um, I think it's really fascinating. And I think what's, for me, really fascinating is it's, like, development. And okay. it's, like, we're, like, figuring things out right now in this country. Mm-hmm. I feel like it just got cool. Like, I mean, I came onto the wine scene in the last, Ten years, yeah, and it was, it was rougher. It was than laughable it is yeah. now, but like totally. It, it's so funny because like I think I've gotten more into wine in the last five years than I did ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I started ten years ago, but in the last five years, it's become a more serious um, passion of mine. And it seems like 
I take so much stuff for granted where I'm like, oh yeah, people in like are planting weird varietals in California and like and experimenting and using indigenous yeast and it's like, oh, but they all started like ten to fifteen years ago. Like until then it really wasn't happening at all. Uh, yeah. That's not I mean, like I wanna there was weird stuff growing. There's like a bunch of old vine fucking yeah, but, so it, but, didn't but, but it wasn't, out. But it wasn't, it wasn't going anywhere. No. Or it was being blended like three percent into a cabernet and just being called cabernet. It wasn't yeah, like, like which no is a focus. Trousseau's highest calling is to be a cabernet one day. <laughs> there really was no um, they just had this person had a really hard time marketing those products, right? Yeah, and they've been it, it increased interest in like local beverages and things like that that have really helped make these businesses more sustainable, right? It, it's bizarre. We might be living in the golden age of American wine or the, the beginning, we're of beginning the of it age. for sure. And, and like, we're just figuring out how things work. So, like, we realized like. Everybody sunk a lot of money into Cabernet. Mm-hmm. We sunk a lot of money into Cabernet, and then like, and then, like growing Trousseau and Sonoma didn't make any sense. But like now, the prices are at a certain point where like, oh, I can also like not only can I make wine now, but I also like I can make it and I can sell it at the same time. I've had so many good Californian grapes. I wouldn't even consider. I, I might. Uh, oh God, um, a really, really, really good Pinot, um, Pinot Gris. Um, oh motherfucker! I bought like five bottles of it this year. Uh, Jolie Led. Oh, Jolie Led, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, they're, they're so fucked. Yeah, Jolie, Jolie Led, I mean, it's pretty ugly. Okay. Um, their, <laughs> their, uh, their, their Pinot Gris, was, their skin contact Pinot Gris is like a fucking phenomenal. It's amazing yeah. wine. Yeah, the rosé is made unbelievable. It's one yeah. of my favorite ones this year. Um, I had, uh, uh, fuck, um, Faute Piste, uh, their mm. MSG, their, uh, yeah. was, I think, my favorite Dark Horse wine this year. I just bought a bottle somewhere. I was like, holy fuck. Fucking shit! I yeah, love their this Syrah wine. like two years ago. Their Syrah was amazing. It was like smoky and meaty and mm. so good. And it was like and it was like it was like it would retail for like twenty one bucks. They're like free. It's like all right, I'll have a thousand. And it's um and that's the thing that's the rarest for a California wine is being like oh it's good and also it's not a million dollars. Yeah, it's the thing. Well, I We're think trying. Yeah, yeah, but like like sure some like but it came. Uh, it became at a price point where they became like realistic for people to mm-hmm. for us to buy them for mm-hmm. restaurants to serve them for customers to drink them i think i think a lot of these producers especially the younger people and the more open-minded producers are recognizing like i need to make at least one or two of my wines that like i can sell to new york and like a place in brooklyn can put it on the list by the glass and then people recognize the name and then they'll go out and they'll buy like my 45 dollar like single vineyard wine them. because they know that they've there's, had it. There's before. confidence in it. There's exactly. Exactly. I mean, like it's it's a really bad look. Fucking honestly, being more expensive than wines from France, like you're not going to win if you for you know every dollar you spend you can get a a, a wine of similar quality from France. Like you don't want to do that game. Um, yeah, but like it's not only about it's not always about the quality. It's about like the context and the story and like mm-hmm. like I can sell you on this on this on these 150 year old Trousseau vines in California. Yeah, I mean, I, like I'll totally sell you. Yeah. Them. I love them. Like they're like I I, I, I talked to you about, about the colonial selection of this crazy New York Riesling. Yeah, and it's an amazing story. And like, well, we have to in America. We have to have that because what we don't have is don't, oh, don't this is the here. 12th generation winemaker. Um, they haven't changed the way they make their wine in 150 years. There's um, a castle, are, right? There's a fucking castle in the right. center of. And like, on the other hand, like, thank God Americans have changed the way they make wine. Yes, of course. Um, it, it used to be so fucking grim. Um, I remember again, and I was going to upstate liquor stores when I was a kid with my mother. Um, some of my earliest memories are holding her hand in a wine store, which I'm sure is really problematic <laughs> and fucked up, and explains like Spence all of my relationships since then. But I remember them as being like uh, all these like bright candy colored things that appeal to a child. Yeah. And jug wine after jug wine after jug and like. To be fair, those are also the wines that are <laughs> yeah, to like the a, ground. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, like that's well, true. Like the, the, yeah. they're not putting the the, the the nice Bordeaux at the on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, but you are right. You know, yeah. you're looking at like you look at um like twenty two Second Street wines in Troy, is probably the first nice wine store in the Albany region. Just like a fucking period. Yeah. And like all you know the. People are trying to, like, people are treating wine in a different way than they were doing before. Yeah. And the, the proof of the point is if you talk to old people, they have no fucking idea what a wine is. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, I, well, yeah, yes. And, like, we've, we've come really far. And, like, and like our parents' generation mm-hmm. was the first people to really drink wine. Right. Like, we have reinterpreted that and, like, have reinvested and doubled down on that and, like, have gone more premium on things. But, like, 
Coupe and things like this. Like this was this was started in, in drunk by our parents. Generation. Well, this was so Coupe. Should we move on to that one? We can drink it's more. It's more than a Syrah. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, done with this white wine bullshit. <laughs> so this is from from what I understand, and maybe you know more than I. Even though I brought it, but. He was like the real oh, champion of, on your computer. hey, Roan varietals might actually work. Yeah, for sure. And no one had really believed that. I mean, maybe long, long ago before the Cab and the Chard and the Pinot movement. But, like, people had not considered Roan varietals to be a, a serious contender for the California wine world at all until, what was this, like, early 80s, essentially, right? Yeah, early 80s. Early um, 80s, mid 90s, early 90s, like the Roan Rangers, like him and Roan Rangers, exactly, yeah. And he was one of those. Like, mm, it smells great. Is it cool? 2009 Coupe. Um, it's like their entry bottle, too. It's yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, that smells, um, that that's smells so like a so fucking Syrah. Is this our first Syrah? Whoa, I Whoa, think it is. Syrah. I love it Syrah. It smells great. So, like, smoky. Oh, and... fuck yeah. This is what you want from Syrah. Whatever I'm like... drinking, I wish it was a Syrah pretty much all the fucking yeah, time. pretty much true. Ernest like, Hemingway said it was... It's so, like, purpley and smoky and yeah. like, this nice bit of, like, fresh yeah. ashtray. We, we talked in that one podcast about how purple, like, Garnacha is, but Syrah out-purples it a lot. Syrah out-purples it, but it has less of a... Grenache really has to, has to rely on the purple. Yeah. Syrah has other things to talk mm. about, like the, the meaty and the, the stankiness. The texture of the wine is so good. Cool. Yeah, we... Um, like a saddle. Um, from all, all your horse days in Brooklyn? <laughs> I, grew up in, I grew up in the upstate. I, I had a horse for my fifth birthday party. And my, I had a pony. My twin sister my got grandmother to fucking had ride a pony. <laughs> I had a Seinfeld reference that. Um, yeah, I hated I hate horses um, very very much, but I, I I got to interact with them a lot, and um, it's um, they were so terrifying, and I had to ride them. You sort of look like a horse. Fuck you. <laughs> um, That's not the worst thing I've called you. Yeah, this wine this wine goes a lot. So we go from like wine that we drink mm-hmm. today, which is just like new vineyard specific wines. We have um, first of our parents' wines here, which is like. Um, Variety label Syrah, which is a cool new thing. It wasn't as stuffy as before, right? Um, and that's still like, not. I mean, that's not 100 percent Syrah, but I mean, they label it as Syrah. But there's Tempranillo in there, right? I don't know. I think there's Tempranillo. There's like he makes a lot of different wines. Yeah, and he he like Muved, like he blends other like Spanish and Rhone varietals into almost everything he does. I under, as I understand it. Yeah. I mean, why um, wouldn't you? I mean, right? Like, I it smells like great. Keeping track of shit must be really hard out there as right. well. Like. Mm. Well, that wine tastes great. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and it offers like, it offers a lot. It's really smoky and savory. It's really classic. But so this is a good example. So this wine came from my parents. It came from their restaurant. They had a restaurant for 22 years. So they honestly just bought that in 2009, never sold it. They closed the restaurant six months ago, and they gave me all this old wine they had. It's, <laughs> it's And funny. it's just like, and it, but it's a good example of like, they, they were starting to buy this stuff. Like, they were now into this. They didn't just need to have like Mondavi and, um, and, and like this, these recognize, like, you know, like this cab and the Chardonnay mm. stuff. They could do outside of the box stuff in California. I, I sort yeah. of wonder when this got ready to drink. Because I imagine that in 2009. Probably pretty purpley and yeah. juicy and mm-hmm. it's definitely aged. It's a nice point in its evolution in our taste. Yeah. Really nice. I think that's one defining feature of American winemaking that does drive me a little bit crazy is no one's going to fucking hold on to their wine. Well, yeah, but what, what, like, the economics is like, why, why would I? Yeah, right. the, they'll like, sell it when it's it, not ready. It, Who gives a shit? If, if I can sell it now and get the cash flow for it, if I wait three years on it and it's ready to drink, how much more money do I get in my investment? Right. I think, I think the, this the, one's... The, Five dollars. Like. The, the important work that's being done in the aging is is is, is falling on the on the shoulders of the producers themselves. Where I think there are a lot of producers who are sort of like smartly, I think, re- recognizing that whatever they sell is going to be drunk right away, and and they want to hold back, say twenty, mm-hmm. forty, fifty cases, because they know it's going to be better later. Mm-hmm. But and they're sort of hoping that they can sell it for a little bit more later. But also just to, to build their prestige a little bit. Yeah, but it's more perceived by all these other like... Right. It's not actually like, about making more money. If this bottle was like... Let's say this bottle was like $25 in 2009. Yeah. Is it probably like what? $30? I looked it up. It's like 34 now. That's yeah, insane. $34. So like, $9. To make $9? <laughs> it's like I'd much rather take... You might cash. as well just sell yeah. weed. You're going to have a lot more money that <laughs> like, way. I'm just going to take like the $9 over the... 
Yeah. Yours is like just like not worth it. Right. <laughs> just, yeah, no, if it was just, if it was an oak the whole time, it might be fucking doing something. But it's, it's been in bottles, so it's like, what's the point? Yeah, but like, like I'm just not gonna make any more. Like, I'm not what's, what is it really worth my investment of time? No, no, I'd rather just like, get the money back and, and reinvest the money. I do else. think there are people who are who are aware that this wine is getting better in bottle over time, and who are purchasing. Like I actually know people in New York who like are buying American wine specifically. They're buying Syrah, yeah. they're buying Zin, they're buying Cab from, from California. I want a fucking they're... Zin so bad, BT Dubs. We've got to get one. We need to do a Zin episode next week. Oh, my, oh my bitch, mm. yes. Um, but yeah. I think, I think they're... I, I, I own way too many uh, New York Rieslings, and I should, I should own yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you You like these underdog causes, homie. Yeah. Cider, uh, Riesling. Ever thought about getting into this, like, Bordeaux? <laughs> yeah. Bordeaux's delicious too, but, like... There's, uh, I, I can buy a lot more. Uh, I can enjoy how, like, I've had wine for, like, four years now, five yeah. years now, and it's, improved. it's like, it didn't taste it now versus when it was then. It's much more like... Did we say the name of this wine? Because I... Yeah. That yeah, was okay. one it's a coupe. Okay, Robert cool. Lindquist's Coupe. Um, 09 Central Coast. This is... um Oh, Central it, Central Coast is an interesting region to talk about, but mm-hmm. what I wanted to talk about... It was cheaper there. Yeah. We were thinking about... um talk about like how we're a different generation than our parents' generation. And no one, um, in, in none of the homework that uh, Dan sent us to do mentioned this. Um, <laughs> the, the, the rise of craft beer as, yeah. um, as so much of a change. Like, everyone I know who drinks wine who is within my age range drank beer or something else. Some people got into it through coffee. That's actually how I did. But mm. like essentially, no one's like, I want to drink wine. They got into something else. And then wine... like. For me, like it was level. beer, and then I got into craft whiskey, and then I realized craft wine or craft wine. Is craft wine, don't ever but, use but, that. But, but, but like, but like, right? But like, what, well, like, it sounds gross. It, it does, it's, but like, it's weird. It's but, but it's, like, I have a knife, what? man. I'm not throwing the stab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stabbing my friend. He's taking the foil off something. But like, <laughs> I, I understand we don't use the term craft whisk, craft wine, but like. Because huh? wine is a fucking. Cra- it should yeah. be craft. Okay, already. but like, why is like? Oh, that looks so bad. What you're doing? Why is like? Why is like? A wine like this, the Riesling here, which is a small producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yada yada yada. It's a like small couple upstate, and, and they they make this wine like by hand. Everything is done to a T. Why is this different than? Can like, I answer? Can I? Can yeah, I yeah, feel of course. This? I feel like it's because. The addition of craft to something is a retronym. Oh, it's something we've added to. I hate what you're doing. I'm differentiate so mad at you. to differentiate what had been no, common, no, which no. was so oxidized. Which I have was a little more Syrah. Which was bullshit. Like beer was all that there was, and no one. Because well, that's not true, though. Because there's Trappist monks. There's Trappist monks, and, and like, like my but no one in America was drinking Trappist monks. But no one in America was but, drinking okay, Bordeaux but, until like the, the 80s? 60s, and then the 80s, like. Until until Julia Childs created like a, a food revolution, but that was it. Like people started I'm going move to out, Europe. Move, and I'm back. Move, move it out of this and put it in the spirit. So we have craft spirits today, yeah, and which are like so craft beer is cool because craft beer decided that, that like hey Americans are willing to spend more, more, more we can make we can make better beer and we can sell for more money, right? And it's actually developed a big market around that. Yes, which is cool. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I think they're all dickheads. <laughs> Yeah. Not going that direct. Probably. Say it. <laughs> Say it on the mic. Tell us how you feel um, about craft beer people. I love We're taking the beer. knives out, man. Beer is my thing. No. How did you get into wine? Were you, did you like beer first or something else? Uh, I like beer first. Okay. Um, but I got into wine when I was. I worked. My, I worked in wine, I worked at a small wine store in my hometown in college. Okay. Hmm. And it was like it was like we sold a lot of like jug wine. Nice. We sold a lot of Zinfandel. Some Zinfandel Sutter Home, Zoom. maybe. Yeah, we sold, we sold a lot of like. Like the inventors Cavett. of White Zinfandel? We sold, we sold a lot of like Cavett Pinot Grigio and oh, things yeah. like that. It, it, I want to wine Zin so fucking it was, bad. It was a tiny little tiny, tiny little place. And when I moved to New York, I was like, they were like, I want you to talk a wine store, a nicer wine store. And it was like, well, do you have any like experience in Italian wine? And I was like, yeah, we're going to place upstate. We sold a lot of, we sold a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I lied my way to my first job too. I was like, yeah. Oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know but the thing was like, I was like, when I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like a 22-year-old, I was like, I was like, yeah, definitely sold a lot of Italian wine. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like we we sold wait, Cabot. We had 
the we had the multiple Bruto with the twig on it. Yeah, that's <laughs> a big one. We had we had um, every like, twig adds a dollar to the cost of that bottle. We had we, we had uh, R- like Rufino Chianti. Mm-hmm. Ooh. We, we had we had Italian wine like for sure. Yeah, and then we um, and I got here and I was like oh, I don't know anything. <laughs> I talked yeah. about, I talked into a job, but I got the job, and I just didn't know anything. My first wine job was exactly the same. I was had been out of work for like three months. Nice. I walked into a restaurant that I was a regular at, and I was like, please tell me you're hiring. And she said, well, we're going to open a wine store. Do you know anything about wine? And I said, I used to help my dad order wine for his restaurant every week. I know mm. a lot about wine. Total lie. <laughs> she made me the manager of the shop with oh complete buying God. responsibilities. I was every rep's dream buyer I would I would buy kill. anything they opened for me I'd be like yeah I'll take 10 cases they'd be like oh, great and then a month later they'd be like do you have the money for that and I'd be like what money <laughs> I haven't sold it yet <laughs> they're like oh 30 day terms homie give duck some of that shit so um oh so god oh, th- this, oh god you shouldn't drink oh. that much of this no 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 I had to, I bought this drunk a couple years uh, we're, we're switching gears to a very horrifying looking bottle so we'll take a picture and we'll post it on the gram so it what is pouring as brackish this looks like um, so the story about this I, I bought this wine last year <laughs> pretty, pretty pretty drunk yeah. No shit, really. Did um, you buy it at, at auction? <laughs> no, I found it. At, uh, I was doing some liquor store archaeology. What is you use this phrase in our text messaging? That's not a thing. Is it a so? So like, you go to old old liquor stores and you see what bottles they have, and you. Oh fucking god! This tastes. This smells like this is matterized as shit. Yeah, so I'm not gonna buy just drinking this. So this is. Um, my water cup. This is um, Ingle Nook White Barbera. I brought it here today because it's been sitting on my counter for about a year now. My wife told me it's get, probably a proper storage condition for this. And I, I was told my it was on top of a refrigerator before that at this liquor store. Oh, uh, in East Village. Wow, it's cooked. What what liquor store? It was called Discount Wines. Ooh. It's on. Oh, I know that one. Avenue A. It's got oh, a really yeah, great dude. sign. Great sign. Avenue A and like yeah. fourth or so. Yes, sir. They have a lot of awesome old. This is. They have a lot of old, awesome old Zimbabwe there and old California wines. Really? Yeah, like for, they can pick up like. Cool. Like when I wasn't paying attention, did we just say what this was called? No, we did not. So this is, I started saying that this is Inglenook, Inglenook uh, Novella. Novel? This is White Barbera. So this is Inglenook, which was one of the oldest properties in California. This wine is so fucking bad, by the way. It's got- literally the color of like it has. It, it, hey, if this color was like nice, and, it was like was like old Brother, you'd be like, oh, this smells like my <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I would well, right not now, be like it, that. It looks like a toilet bowl, like. It, not in not in a good way. No, not in the best has, way possible. Hey, <laughs> it smells terrible. It doesn't taste very good. It but it tastes better than it smells. It does. In fact, yeah, that's true. Like, it, it, it tastes it, like it, burnt caramel in in some paint thinner a little bit. It looks like it's going to kill me, mm. and I'm just not happy drinking. It's it. still kind of sweet too, which is kind of cool. The sweetness oh, is still there. So this, this is this, so this is White Barbera. White Barbera. This was their attempts to. Take over the white Zinfandel market, right? Yeah, it was basically like oh. um, Etc. Home had released um, white Zinfandel, and they're basically trying to figure out a different brand to compete wow. with that. This so, is kind of like if a lemon this is not bar- fucked a bunch of like powdered sugar. Yeah, and it, um, the powdered sugar was inside a slug. So, so this, <laughs> and fun, this. fun fact about this wine though is that um, in my research about this wine is that this grape is this is probably not Barbera. But it's actually made of Bonarda. Oh, good. Which is uh, of the of the other other like of the lesser known Italian var- of the lesser known lesser distinguished Italian varieties. Um, what, do you think this was um? What color was it originally? I imagine it was like bright pink, bright pink, like crimsony. I, I have no idea. So when we we um, what year do you think this is? Mm. I think it's in the mid eighties. I want to say. Why have you done this to me? <laughs> well, yeah, my, my palate is well, my life, I, man. I, I, I had this I had this at home for about I guess like a year now. Good. And I was told I need to get rid you of it. Store on your oh, <laughs> you were told. Oh, no, so, it all comes out. We thought you were bringing us fancy <laughs> wine. Our text messages like you told us what you wanted to do. Like oh my god, we can't afford this. What are we gonna do? And you just <laughs> no, no, no. You brought us poison. The history of American wine is not like well, that's good wine. Yeah, that's the thing. It was it was. It's, it's so interesting to like delve into the. What happened? It's not good, it's, and even like the the good like things that they did, like discovering how to uh-huh. make malolactic happen on purpose, or like 
how to cool down fermentation. Like they did a lot of like modern winemaking shit that was important, but it was only really important because in California they didn't know how to make wine because they'd never done it before. So they needed right. like these like techniques to help. It's insane them. how much know how it takes to make like um. I mean, this uh, I I worked at a, a vineyard um, in college. My first wine job was I was a vineyard hand and I ran a tasting room, and um, it's incredible how much work it is to make wine and like um how much like the ways people like the the techniques they use so they don't actually have to make the wine mm-hmm. how much they make it into fucking poison yeah like i would uh, i remember being like 22 and getting free wine and being like i don't want to drink this and like i was not turning my nose up at a lot back then yeah and it's um it's, it's astonishing really like uh, i think that's the thing that it's it's always important to stop and remember is that making good wine is really fucking hard just like making good art is really fucking hard and when someone does a good job at it it's important to recognize it and talk about it and like be aware of that's why it costs money is because it's hard as shit and these people are doing no like, no 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 really whatever you're work. doing don't don't do that one yet let's let's have something tasty first um i'm just wondering what rosés from 1990 would I want to drink? Uh, I mean, I want to drink some, like, old Bandol rosé. Yeah, I was thinking sure, that. Dude. Or, like, even old Sancerre rosé. If, if we can find a good Corsican rosé, I would, like, Or, like, we can also drink some nice... Cloche Bone, like, Tiburon rosé is made floor, and that shit will last forever. Yeah. So good. I was trying to be polite, but this this wine was probably an abomination. This also wasn't rosé. This was, like, I'm assuming... It was a blood. Yeah, a blush. It's a, well, it's 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 at, I think it's a, what does it say? It's at alcohol. Alcohol is at ten um, percent. Oh, good. So good. There's, so there's, so there's like a bunch of sweetness here, probably. Like, yeah. These are probably grapes from the central from the Central Valley in California. Yeah. That's a great wine region, the the Valley. The Central Valley. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a fair part. Um, um, it is private selection, though. Ooh. Oh, wow. oh wait, I maybe pour me a little bit more. Maybe let me see the price. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't pour me more. That was a sarcasm. Um. um so yes, yeah, this, this how is often, amazing how often stuff like this you'll find just like kicking around like the bottom shelf of a wine store. That's, this was on top of a refrigerator. And dear that's readers, so uh, listeners, don't buy it. <laughs> like it's not fun. You, I'm, I'm gonna read the back a little for a second here. Please do. The Barbera grape is a plump black grape that mm. originates in the Piedmont region of Italy. Barbera has long been Italy's most popular red wine. Bullshit. That's not true. That not true. They, and and now England now now, <laughs> now England look is proud to bring you its newest varietal blush, white oh, yeah. Barbera from California. England look novella has applied white wine making techniques to the robust California Barbera grape. After the grape are crust, the dark skins are removed quickly, resulting in refreshing blush colored semi sweet wine. Mm. Its distinctive bouquet and delicious fruity taste. Makes a delightful new experience in blush wine. Served chilled, England Look White Barbera is ideal for an aperitif and a welcoming complement to brunches and barbecued foods. Does it say it's a deal on the back fucking label? <laughs> no, no, they, is, have they I, never sold I, wine? Ideal. Ideal. I, ideal, oh. ideal. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's a fucking steal. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking there in that, the last part about um, the skins, remo- skins being removed was the uh, Drew Barrymore... Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> peeling grapes. Well, they peel the skins off the grapes before. Did you read that when she was talking about how her? Did you wine watch that made? video? It's amazing. Oh man! No, I don't. Um, we, Another example of celebrities history. not. They shouldn't talk about things they don't understand. This um, unless wine. they're Orson Welles, I guess. I'm here at Paul Masson Chateau in California. Almost every night here, there's a wine tasting party, and one of the favorites is Paul Masson Chablis. It's light and crisp. It's delicious. The wine you drink the most should be the best. And they take special care with it here because they know Chablis is America's most popular wine. Parmesan Chablis. I recommend it. Parmesan will sell no wine before its time. This wine is very silly. Um, but It also says, it's funny, on the back of it, it says, um, please store on top of a refrigerator... <laughs> For at least a year before drinking. <laughs> what it's so strange. I, I'm wondering is like, um, and this might be a fun game to play before we play our, our game today. Let's say the terrorists come into the building, they kick down the door, they put a gun to all of our heads. What are the things about winemaking in America right now that are going to sound this fucking dated? <sighs> like what? What wines? What, what, what are our wine conditions today in America? 
and how are they? Um, what will be like twenty years from now? Be like, can't believe they made the simile sweet Barbera Rose. Yes. Um, like, what is going to be that batshit? Um, oh, remember how we drink all that, all that Mountie wine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Like that's it. Like, hey, how are we drinking that? Like, really, like mousy, like kind of messed up wine. Like yeah, back in the uh, all that fucked up bullshit wine. Remember that shit Action Bronson made us drink? Like, oh, yo, shit. but yo, no, 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 no. Get on the pod, Action. It's all good, man. We're not gonna ask you the hard questions. We can't Get on have the him fucking sit pod. here for forty five minutes without getting up to smoke a blunt. There's no way. Yeah, we'll, be able we'll to have smoke him a podcast. blunt with him. I can handle that. Action, if you're listening, get yeah. on the pod. I was arguing with my wife the other day about. Discussion about this the other day. <laughs> no, we were, tell us everything, man. And, Go and, on. And she listens. About, so. well, well, we were talking about, about Massey Wine, and she was like, "Yeah, he'll buy this stuff. I can't believe he'll buy these things." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, don't like, sell them." Well, it, well she was like, it's "Like, I even talk people out of buying, trying to talk people out of buying them, and they still buy them." Which is, I like, talk people into buying them a lot, but only because uh, constantly. You have like some wine is messy, and you still need to sell it. Like, oh, this right. is a, <laughs> like this wine's like he's got like a really cool perspective about yeah. what, like the grapes and like yeah. what 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 grapes do. But like it tastes like, like it tastes like cardboard and it's mm-hmm. corked. No, yeah, you're like, corked. oh no 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 you don't get it you don't get no, it. It's, like, it's just like your flaw is like his. Treasure. So like I I just like I so like, I, anyway. it's like Adam Brody like that giant nose. It's actually really sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pouring a little more wow. Barbera. Wow. I'm going to drink a little bit more. He's a fucking, you know, it's gotten browner. Like it looks like you melted a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I just. Oh, too much. I, I, it's actually, when you think about it, though, it smells like sherry. It's like oxidative. This is sort of like orange wine. It's, it's not kind, at all well, like orange wine. Uh, skin contact. Yep. Yeah, brown wine's new orange wine. Like that's, Dude, that's we could market the hell out of that. That's I, I sold I sold it from somebody else. Oh, but, uh, oh god, drinking that. Something like, bad. But like I, so look, I used to have my old tasting group. My, my, my tasting group I used to bring all this like really old white wine. Mm-hmm. People were like, oh, damn, why are you bring all the weird orange, like weird old? Like, I'm like, hey guys, it brings like oh five souvenirs. Oh, thanks, thanks. Oh, what is this? Oh, oxidized Chenin Blanc. Oh, great, thank yeah. you. Yeah. And I just don't think that like that is sort of what this is drinking like. Yeah, like. <laughs> Like this, this one here is presented in this like ridiculous bottle. The bottle is, and it's bad. it's like it's like this. But like, if we like, if I market this with a really fancy, cool label to it, and yeah. like, made, and make it really nice. It's like, hey guys, I got this wine. Tastes like nothing I've ever had before. Yeah, people would go like. You guys, could t- you guys could totally sell this wholesale for like twenty bucks a bottle. No, yeah, I, I, yeah. No, no, no you it, totally this could. could be, like, this is like hey, Montiato sherry, dude. You this can like, like leave it open for like two weeks and be like. You, put it on, you can like leave it in the fridge for like a month by the glass. It's totally fine. No one's gonna care. Yeah, I, I it's mean, already oxidized. All the man. things have done to it already. Listen, I love to make fun of how dumb people are, but like this is a stunning amount of. Take no. sip. The sweetness is like gone. It now just tastes like fucking sherry. Mm-hmm. It's sherry. It's basically it's in the sherry, which like. As winers, we love sherry. <laughs> no, yeah. it's sherry without any artistry because there's like. Oh, okay. No, but sh- sh- you're talking about context now. Yeah. And like strictly like are the beverage here like uh, close your eyes? Okay, the terrorists have come back in the building. They have a gun here. They, they have a real question. Do you want to drink the rest of this bottle? <laughs> no, but like, but like, but like. Because, but I wouldn't drink that much sherry either. I would. I'd lap up that motherfucker. <laughs> mother's milk to me, hombre. This is like. But like, if like I, I see what you're saying. I, what I'm saying is that like, this is not that far off. From yeah. like, like we could totally sell this wine as a thing. Well, People would... So we're here today to ask you: Will you sell this wine with us? <laughs> we're start a business. I, I found like, there's like six bottles at that store. <laughs> so we'll put them all up for four hundred dollars in the pod. Yep. The first merch we've got. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, I, this gorgeous brand sherry wine. Sherry is wine that uh, incredibly fucked up things have happened to, and right. it bears the scars of that. But, like, if fucked up things happen to you, you can turn into, like, Hitler. I'm looking at this wine. Or you can turn to Nelson Mandela. And, or like, you can turn to Deadpool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so like, I, I, I think this has, like, like as a, like, we laugh at this thing, but, like, as a, as a wine product, you're like, oh, this is, like, kind of fucked up oxidized wine that's brown and strange in color. And, like, it... Smells oxidized and weird and kind of, but like, if it, like this was sh- like my buying guys is like this is sherry like 
Oh, I kind of got that. Oh, it has, it has like nice acids. It to does. It. I, it I, does I, have I, nice acids. That's crazy. <laughs> no, I would have like guessed. That's why it has acid silk, which I is weird. I guess it's muscatel or something. This is, but like it has acid. Yeah. We yes. love Chipotle. But, um, we used to go to Chipotle when we worked at Rowan still. Mm-hmm. Called ourselves the Burrito Boys. <laughs> we had um, a pretty cool jacket. We were just ignoring <laughs> so he wouldn't do yelling at us. He's a, I don't think he's listening to this. Do you think so? No, and I'll cut this part out. Okay. Hey, fuck you! <laughs> um, so now we're at the segment of the show that everyone likes the most. It's called Shot in the Dark. Yeah. I've actually heard from a lot of our listeners, the Vixens as we call them. Yeah. They, they can't get enough of this. It's true. People love it. Um, they love this and they love our swearing the most, I think. They like it when um, I say terrible things. Yeah. My coworker Scott today, or yesterday, who was like, you couldn't get through an episode without bringing up genocide? <laughs> it's true. It's hard. You, you know, try. We live in a dark world and genocide happens. And... Um, by the way, other we, we last week we did talk about genocides we hate. Let's talk about which genocides we love. <laughs> oh, good. No one's saying anything. That's good. Um, that was a test. They're great. all bad. All Every genocide's bad, guys. Speaking of genocide, what are we about to drink? This, this is, is a shot. An acai liquor. Um, I don't know if Amanda is listening to this. Amanda is a friend who came to um, my curated wine club like two years ago. And brought a bottle of this that she got for free because she works in a media company or some shit. Yeah. And left it in my house. And I haven't opened it until today because it's um, an acai spirit. And I love myself too much. But for the pod. Uh-huh. We do it. Cheers. Cheers. So we're going to shoot this. Uh, oh, I forgot the red solo cups today. But we're drinking out of tin cups. And These are from Mexico City. Oh, wow. Yeah. Great. District Federale. So in, um, in, uh, in honor of Kevin Costner, tin cups for us all. Tin cups. Cheers. 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 Is that the postman? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, that's like Mountain Dew. That's just Mountain Dew. Oh, and it punches you in the back it, of your neck. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's just like sugar. Is it, is it from Brazil? It's, it's from the acai berry. There's a lot of alcohol in that. You'd think it would almost be sweeter. 30% of the, from deep in the heart of the Brazilian Amazon, the acai mm-hmm. berry is thought to be the world's preeminent superfruit. That is kind of a t-shirt I want to wear. Preeminent superfruit? <laughs> yes. Another merch idea, I think. And Vive is the world's first acai. It's, it's Vive Spirits. Um, uh-huh. it's, from, it's produced and bottled in Rigby, Ohio. Ohio. Weird. I remember when I, the second. Idaho. I was, what, who gives a shit? <laughs> the second wine store I worked at. We got convinced to buy two cases of this like goji berry liqueur, Ugh. and I worked there for three years, and we sold maybe three bottles. It seems similar to that. I can imagine you would have to find you could find some very buzzy midtown bars that yeah, where the bartenders like, oh hell yeah, fucking hell yeah, hell yeah, fucking yeah, hell fucking yeah. All right, so we're being blinded by Poochie Main. This is some wine. So it's, this is some other brown wine. Oh yeah, this is another um, sherry. Can you tell us what color this was originally? It was pink, even when so it first got in the I glass. Picked this up on the way, I picked this wine on the way up over here. Oh, from wow. where? Uh, from a wine store. Which okay. wine store? You, um, no, I'm not gonna tell you. It's like some random weird wine store in Long Island <laughs> City next to the train. Oh, so. oh, wow. So the point of this thing is that, like, so we have wines that are our parents. So we have. Um, and this is a wine that was popular in the 50s. This was the kind of wine... Is this Ripple? That What's Ripple? Is it like a screw, t- is it a screw top, like a um, red blend? Um, I don't know what Ripple is other than uh, hobos used to drink it. Wow. Oh, no. This is, a, this is probably a recent vintage. Oh, this is the recent vintage of something that was popular in the 50s. Yeah. Is this Mad Dog? No, I, I, I tried buying Night Train, but I couldn't find any on the way over here. Uh, what is it? It doesn't taste old. So it's, it's not Mad not Dog. Good. It's... Um, uh, it's not Aftershock. Um, I don't know these brands. <laughs> Who distributes them? It sounds like a, 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 a Jenny and Francois. Well, let's, let's talk about what we taste. There's a hell of a lot of alcohol. Yeah, definitely boozy. All I can smell is alcohol. I would guess like 20% alcohol. Again, this does smell like... It, it smells like, Amer- like an American take on like a port or a sherry. Which is, I know what people were making in California in the 50s, so that's where I want to go. The duck, do you have any op- opposition, <laughs> opposing <laughs> ideas here? It's, it smells like that, but it's out of whack as fuck. Like, there's just, like, 
the alcohol is insane. I'm not asking to say how, how good it is. No, but I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's very good. I'm telling you, I'm going to make love to this wine. Um, is this from Gallo? No, no, not far off. Okay. It's from that, it's from that kind of scalp. That kind of thing? Fuck. Gallo is my best guess. Is this guess. Opus 1? <laughs> <laughs> this is Coppola. Shots fired. No, it's something like Gallo. It's some kind of California dessert wine company that's been around from since back then i don't know if it's gonna say dessert wine the label i think it's gonna just say wine the, um under the train wine this is fairbanks uh, this is california cream sherry oh wow. god it's grandma's from, favorite from 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 modesto california oh yeah Valley. okay um Seventeen percent alcohol. I was I, I was torn I was torn between getting the cream sherry or the port. Yeah, mm. I'm I glad you did the cream sherry. Cream I, sherry has this. I don't think I've ever had it for one until right, right now. I've yeah. had cream sherry before. It's, you have. It's not. good. This is what grandmas used to pour themselves like. You know those little cups that hold one hard boiled egg. I think like yes. they would fill one of those with like a half a shot of sherry and sip it, and then be like. I'm getting red in the face, and they'd have to go to sleep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like pretty cool. Um, this is. Astonishingly bad. How can it call itself sherry? Because the U.S. doesn't doesn't really comply with any of the INAO's like laws at all. Uh, yeah. I, I went to a party in, um, in in Park Slope a long time ago before I moved. I, when I lived in Bushwick, and um, I was I got I was convinced to go to the party because I heard they would have old port, and they had port from New Jersey. Yeah. And I it was old a bit. It was not that old. It was like five years old, and it tasted like um, like Robitussin. Um, this is better than that. This tastes like um, if you you know you ever like have an old um, like go to a place that has like an old soda machine, and if you press the lever down just enough, it only lets out the syrup, and it doesn't let out the carbonated water. No, I didn't grow up in a restaurant. I don't know what the fuck you're <laughs> no, talking. No, this was about. like you'd go to like a shitty McDonald's, and they would like their soda machine was so whack that if you just would you drink a cup of syrup me and my friends in like seventh grade like experimented with this and we could get just the syrup out this tastes like just the cream soda syrup it, does, it has like if you blended sun. that with like rubbing alcohol that's a very different experimentation than i was doing in seventh grade i want to know more about that i was like fucking, I was <laughs> sounding <laughs> but like but like this is the kind of wine that your, your grandma would drink yeah so this is very much like Cool and it was old fashioned. Yeah. It was. It was. It's. It's. It's probably about what the wines tasted like. Yeah, it's true. They're, so we've basically gone backwards through time. Yeah. From something as modern as a, a riesling that lists list the clone mm-hmm. on the label to from like, New York to, to well-made varietally able wines in California. Yep. To cheaper, Poison. cheaper like. Um, Cheaper bus wine trying to appeal to a, to a mass market. Yep. Making wine accessible to people every day. Yeah. To like wines that your grandmother would drink. Right. At, like half an ounce of. Yeah, yep. I wonder um, like what were yuppies in New York City drinking 50 years ago in terms of wine? like um, French wine. Yeah, you can go back and look at that stuff. Like um, actually, time to look back. Uh, the New York Public Library has an amazing database of mm. old restaurant menus. Go on. Where you can go about this before. I talked about the New, York, oh, New Yorker, yeah. yeah. And you can go back in the old restaurant menus and, and look and th- see online. You can go look at PDFs and stuff and all these amazing documents of all these. Yeah. They're organized by like mini waves. So you can search it like, like you can search for like, well, like who else had like, who else was selling like 1972 Jeffrey Chambertan? Mm-hmm. And oh, it was at this restaurant, this restaurant, this restaurant here. Or like who is selling like Filet of Soul at like, and, and like, you can look back and find That's pretty rare. So you can, um, so you can go back and like I, I look more in the last like in the last eighteen hundreds and that kind of stuff. Oh wow! And it's a lot of like it's all turtle soup, right? Well, it's turtle soup, and it's a lot of like menus are huge, and like what's fascinating in like that time period and like years ago, like hundred years ago, is Americans were drinking a lot of German wine. Really? Oh, yeah, that makes like, sense. Actually, there was a big German influx at the time. We were a super German well, country. Well, and and, and and the Germans basically built restaurants. Yeah. Um, the, the, and in that, that book I have about the New Yorker restaurant reviews, um, up until quite recently, like up until like the modern era, foreign food just meant German food. Mm. They couldn't conceive of anything more foreign than that in the right. United States. And then, so when you move on from there, then you get prohibition essentially, which shuts everything down except for wine made for 
um, religious ceremonies. And that's right. basically what California was making at that point. Was, and the only thing left were like Christian brothers, shit like that, where they could make wine and be like, oh, this is just to be sanctified and used in Catholic ceremonies. And then when that goes away, then you have people who are actually like, oh, I was in World War II and like, I drank good wine. And I feel like we could do that in California because we grow good crops here. And then that and people, sparks people, people got like money and they wanted, and they yeah, wanted to they make money all of a sudden. And like the, the depression is over and the war is over and people have extra dough and they like make money in Silicon Valley, which was actually a thing back then too. And then they're like, oh, I'll invest in a fucking winery and I'll start making Chardonnay and Pinot Noir and Cabernet because that's what I drank when I was in Europe. It's and that so, starts everything. It's so weird. They could have just bought just Spanish wine. <laughs> <laughs> Spanish wine was much better back then. Yeah, it was, oh, it was all bulk oh, wine, but actually right. at the same time. All yeah. bulk wine, not very good. Yep. <sighs> and, and like only a few bottles, people who had a state bottling of Spanish wine was pretty, Do pretty limited. Do we live in the best time of every wine? Like, I would argue we have like, like in terms of like quality of wine today is definitely the best it's ever been. Um, it looks like we are running low on, on um, battery for this podcast, which has yeah. gone very long. and We'll probably cut a lot of it. Yeah, but this has been pretty uh, probably the first actually educational one we've done. I don't know if I learned anything. I'm pretty smart already. <laughs> um, hey, uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, no. You have a, um, an Instagram plug. account that people uh, can follow you and look at cool pictures of food it's and wine? It's called Dan Pucci. Oh, wow. Is it my Instagram? It's very, there you go. Hey, do you have any, uh, an article about you in Vogue magazine that you want to pay? I did have one. No, I actually have um, I have a couple new articles coming out. I have a new article coming oh, out. Two new articles. Oh, just, just two new articles coming out. Uh, you can read, I have an article coming out about uh, German immigration in the United States and wine. Ah. Will you give them a call and like and ask them to, put, in my, in to a, mention a, us? A, in, a, in a program called Field Notes, which is um, Field Recordings. You know, field Notes, it's called. Uh, it's called Field Notes on the World, and I have that coming out in a few, whenever it's finished editing. <laughs> oh, I know that. He's a, he's a, I know that, dude. Yes, yeah. yes, Steve. Uh, we're doing that. Um, so Steve's coming out, it's coming out soon. I, he's an editor because my article is kind of rough. So this isn't the biggest um, thing that's happened to you this week. Huh? And then I have, um, you can read about me, you can read about my article in, in, in Cider, Cider Craft Magazine. Ooh. Oh, or Cider, oh, my subscription's late to that one. Oh, <laughs> or, shit. Or, 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 or Cider Culture Magazine. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I, I got articles one. in that one as well. Um, you can read some other articles that have come out soon. Cool. I'm <laughs> very excited to read these all. Uh, well, thank you for being on Discordious, Dan Pucci. You've done you. y- y- yourself a service. This yep. is probably the best thing you'll do. You've year. elevated this podcast, which <laughs> desperately needed. So thank you so much. Uh, do you yes, think we did a podcast today? I think we did a podcast today, sir. Discordious.